next hour with outrageousness. The United States men's soccer team on their quest to uh, to garner a World Cup. They said, you know what? Yeah, we got to schedule a game. We got one with Honduras coming up. Let's, uh, where can we put this thing? Southern California? Nah, 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 nah. Arizona? No. No, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, Honduras, that's, that's, a, that's a warm weather area. Um, let's bring them to Minnesota. Oh, boy, they're going to hate getting off the plane and having to go over and kind of brave the cold a little bit getting over to U.S. Bank Stadium. No, 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 no. No. We're going to make them play at TCF Bank Stadium. Outside. What? Outside. One degree last night. 20, I think it was 23 to 27 uh, degree below zero wind chill. And they made these poor guys play soccer in that. They went three to nothing. The United States uh, continues on. But they play Honduras. At the start of the game last night, it was one degree. One degree. Oh, man. Uh, what else is outrageous? I don't know if you've seen this. Did you see, Ben, have you seen the prices for tickets? I have. At, uh, at, for, for the Super Bowl? Holy I have. Shnikes. And the price of NFT tickets, which I don't even Holy want to get into. Shnikes. So, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I'm sitting here looking at it. Uh, on a secondary market, if you're looking 10 rows up, Right now in section 130, section 130, 10 rows up, it is $39,428. So that's 10 rows off the field uh, at about the 35, 25 to 30 yard line. Okay, on the NFC side. All right. If you are looking at tickets, okay, you're talking tickets. Um, Lower section of the upper level, section 541. Lower section of the upper level. Take a guess at what the tickets are going for. 15 you're about K? 20, you're, about, you're about 25 rows from the top of the building. Oh, 8K. $6,251. My God. One level below is 8000 if you want a ticket on the 50-yard line, uh, there is a suite. 50-yard line, um, just above C-130. Well, it's more of the 40-yard line. C-113, it is going for $111,000. This is L.A., baby. L.A.'s got the gauge. How much does it now, cost to just, like, go pee in the urinal? Uh, it's probably 10000 um, Probably at least a grand. you got to pay a toll or something, I guess. The cheapest seat is in the corner of the end zone, three rows from the top in Section 535, going for $4,830. Holy. Ho- that's the cheapest I can see. That's available right now. Now, there's a couple of them that are outside of the, the ability for me to see it, but uh, end zone seats. End zone seat. Um, ten rows up. Top of the uh, – ten rows, to- upper level. End zone. Dead nuts right between the goalposts. $7,870. End zone seat, lower level, right between the goalposts. $10,483. 
30-yard line, NFC side. Section 133, 27 rows off the field, 23782 bucks. It, it's it's crazy. If you would like a full suite, a full corporate hospitality suite, two hundred and twenty seven thousand six hundred and ninety four dollars. A quarter of a million dollars for a suite for you and nine of your friends. That's crazy. That has to be. That has to be some of the most expensive seating ever. Now, I'll say this, and I have never been there. But from what I am told, SoFi Stadium is is is, is the creme de la creme. As much as we brag about Jerry World and it's just magnitude, from what I understand, SoFi Stadium, they built L.A. style. It is spectacular and beautiful from what I hear. Um, we are going to get a very limited inside look at SoFi. And, and here's the way it works. It used to be, and I think I've explained this before, but when it comes to um, like uh, um, opening night, it used to be what they called media day. Now it's called opening night. Opening night is on Monday. It used to be everything was in the stadium. So they would put up podiums about every 10 yards, and they'd have 10 of them, and the 10 real stars – and coaches would say, like, your head coach, your quarterback, your star receiver, your star defensive player, maybe an offensive coordinator, whatever. You'd have 10 of them. They were on the podium. Everybody else is just out walking around or sitting in the stands. And the media, as we all know, would run around with your recorders and your microphones and stuff, and you would get either video or audio or whatever. And then you'd always see somebody in a wedding dress and somebody dressed as a clown and you know that was that was the crazy day. That was that was the banana nutty opening night day. You know, uh, you don't have that this year because it's all virtual. So and going all the way back to um, years ago, um, they put us in a different venue when we were in New York, and because the Meadowlands was so cold, they weren't going to do it outside. So they put us in different venues. One was in a, a hotel lobby, and another one was on a boat, on a river boat that they brought up. Uh, some kind of dilapidated old crap-ass cruise ship that they brought up to New Jersey side of the river. And I'll never forget Peyton Manning looking around going, this is it? This is this is really what they're putting us in? I'll never forget that. And John Fox kind of laughed saying, well, welcome. <laughs> you know, and then he made a joke of something about life rafts because that thing was a piece of garbage. Uh, but they floated it up the river and they put it. And since then, we have not been back in the venues. Once the season ends... And I got to figure that once the Rams and the 49ers ended that game this past week, that was it. They locked that thing down. Homeland Security takes over. The FBI takes over. And they start going through that thing with a fine-tooth comb. So we can't really get into that other than with the fan, with the, uh, not the fan, the media tour that they are going to give uh, to all media members just to go in and get your, your video and your pictures and all that kind of stuff. And then it's out you go. So this will be our first attempt, or I shouldn't say attempt, but our first time inside SoFi Stadium. So it's, it should be relatively interesting, but our first look at it. But, yeah, it is going for ridiculous, ridiculous amounts of money for this game. And that's because uh, I got a couple of friends of mine are who are from Ohio, who are from Cincinnati. They're Bengals fans. And they're like, you know, hey, you got tickets to the game. I'm like, don't even talk to me. I, I, first of all, no. 
Second of all, I, there's, I don't know anybody that's selling a ticket that even has one, but much less selling a ticket for under $10,000. None of my friends are paying that. They're not doing that. So they're hoping that uh, Joey Jackpot gets them there a couple more times so they, make, they can maybe uh, make it out to Arizona or to Vegas or down in New Orleans or something like that where it's a little bit cheaper. But this is like this has got to be one of the all-time highest tickets um, overall ever. It's interesting. Uh, Steve says, I wonder what the beers cost. Holy mackerel. I don't even think about that. I always thought it was expensive because well, you can go. I, does anybody out there? Has anybody been to SoFi Stadium that would know what the beers cost in SoFi Stadium? I got to think. Don't you think they jack them up a little bit? I can text my friend. Okay. Yeah, I would assume they probably jack them up a little bit for this game, right? Everything's going to be out of premium. But, I mean, I've been, how many Super Bowls have I been to? I think this is my 12th or 13th in a row. And, well, no, I take that back because I didn't go last year. So it's not in a row. But I got to think that this is going to be just jacked up everywhere. That the prices are going to be ridiculous for everything. Are, are people paying that much money for tickets really drinking beer? Or are we talking like a well? This is true. A dirty martini, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, it's you know probably. Well, you're out near wine country. You might be getting yourself some wine. Who knows? Wine and football, the, the, just yeah. two peas in a pod. Uh, David says you wonder if they even sell hot dogs out there. They probably in L.A. You probably have whoever is delivering the Dodger dogs over to Dodger Stadium. You're probably having that crew doing the dogs over there at SoFi, right? You would assume. You, I mean, you're going to offer great – if you're going to pay that kind of price, you're going to offer some seriously good fare along the way. I mean, you're not going to just do hot dogs, nachos, and cheese and just one crappy-ass pretzel hanging there with barely any salt on it, right, for $14. <laughs> but, yeah, that's the prices going on right now out at SoFi. It's It's just astronomically stupid. Source tells me beer for a regular season game at SoFi, $16. Holy shnikes. But that's for Chargers games. So that might be different for the Rams. Holy shnikes. 16 bucks. I remember when I was out at Brewer's Spring Training a couple of years ago and I looked over and the price said 12. I almost fell over dead. I never thought I'd get to a point where I saw any Milwaukee team charging $12 for a beer. I just it was it was dumbfounding to me. I would sit out in the parking lot with $24 for two beers inside and get hammered on a case outside and then go in and puke my guts out before I would ever pay $12 for a beer. I I just, I, I, could, I can't bring myself to do it. As a beer drinker, I can't bring myself to do it. Can't, can't do it. Uh, 877-1670, You want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. David says, holy cow for a beer. Yep, absolutely. 16 bucks for a beer. Whew, man. Um, Travis said one time he paid $21 for a beer at the Waste Management Open. Out in, out in Arizona? Really? They don't even charge that at Augusta. No. 
You mean to tell me all those people throwing those beer cans and cups and stuff out on the out in the uh, fairway? They're paying twenty one. No wonder. I'm like, look, hey, if I pay twenty one for it, I better be able to do whatever I want with the can after the fact. I should be able to go stuff it in the hole so nobody can putt. If I'm paying that kind of money for a beer, no, it's that recycled Holy. beer. The waste management's all about zero waste at that tournament, you, right? <laughs> Just. There's no way. There's no way. You didn't pay $21 for a beer. That's that that's no. I don't I don't buy that for a minute. I'm going to call steaming pant load right there. My buddy paid 9 at Augusta. My buddy paid 9 at Augusta. I there's no way that you're paying $21 for a beer out in Arizona. I'd be out of my mind if that happened. Uh, one other thing, we have not even talked about this when we come back. We have not even talked about this when we come back. And I, 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 I gotta bring it up. We, we should be pounding our chest at this point and we're not, not yet anyway. And we're going to see if we do when we step away and then come back, hang in there. I'll tell you what the hell I'm talking about when we come back more of the Bill Michael show. It's coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Get front of a better man. Speaking of a better man, uh, there's some friends of ours called New Mal Medical, and they can make you a better man. Talk about a segue right there. That is radio gold, my friends. Gold. Uh, New Mel Medical. They have the medical experts over at New Mel Medical. They can help you out. Uh, if you're over the age of 30 and you're feeling sluggish, you're feeling moody, you're tired uh, right now about this time of day, you're falling face first into your computer because you're just out of it, uh, maybe you need some help. Uh, you Maybe get some low T treatments. You could do that. Or... Uh, if you got ED, erectile dysfunction, they can. They have a ninety-eight percent success rate right there. They can. Uh, they can certainly help you out in that realm. But this time of year, you're packing it in. You're sitting at home. You know all the parties and such are pretty much done. You're coming up on Super Bowl. You know you're going to be gorging yourself, whether it's wings or pizza or whatever it is you're going to have with nachos and everything else. So then after that, it's you, you just kind of turn your sights to baseball, March Madness, and you're going to say, you know what? I got a case of tank ass. I need to get up and move. And they can help you out. They can start the all-in-one weight loss program for you. And all you got to do is call. You can't do anything if you don't call. If you don't take that first step, if you don't do something, nobody to blame but yourself. So just make a phone call. 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. That's the New Mel Medical Center. See for yourself what it is I'm talking about. They're good people over there, and they really can't help you out. One phone number for their lo- all their locations, 414-455-4451, uh, Ben Kenny with the Twitter poll question of the day. More outrageous. This is a good one, though. Um, the Super Bowl, the price of the Super Bowl tickets or... For those companies, including the one that is our flagship station out of Madison, Wisconsin, that still have up Christmas trees. <laughs> it's right outside the studio, Bill. I see it probably eight times a day. It drives me crazy. 
There you go. What is more out? I'm going to retweet that. What is more outrageous? Super Bowl ticket prices or Christmas trees still up in February? What gets under your skin the most? I think it's legit. I really do. I might almost have to say Super Bowl ticket prices, they're always crazy. They're just at an all-time high. But Christmas trees still up in February? Nah. Nah, you get that that's that's gotta go. It's one of the things you laugh at until it happens to you. You know, Correct. I always see, oh yeah, that's funny. They still have their Christmas tree up. And then I walk by one every day and it's February third. Yep. It's unbelievable. Yep. Nope. I, I 100% agree. You're February 3rd, and you have not put away the Christmas tree yet. At this point, though, you don't tell anybody. You don't mention it. You just see, you know, you, you start putting a calendar up next to it and crossing days off. to Just to see if anybody gets it. Well, so I, it just all of a sudden one day disappears. I tweeted a picture of it, so okay, it'll live forever. There you go. The Christmas tree is still up. Just outside there, our flagship station studios at WOZN in Madison. Huh. Okay. Uh, one thing we have not pounded our chest over, and we have not really discussed too much. Do you know what that is, Ben? Dan Snyder? Uh, no, we're going to talk about that. No, the the, the, the Olympics start. They, they started yesterday. Did you see the practice runs on the giant slalom? No. I, I don't know. I was, I'm not the biggest uh, Olympics guy. Uh, I get it. I understand. Uh, I'm not. A, I, I I like the Olympics and I look forward to it. Uh, I love the old ABC coverage, you know, from years and years and years ago. Uh, I I just I just did, but I have really come to like the uh, inside coverage that they now give you with all the different channels of all the different things that you can actually go and pay attention to. Um, but I I found myself watching it last night. You know, they were making all the practice runs down the giant slalom and watching these guys go in and out uh, of their that blue line that they have coming down that. And that that thing looks treacherous. I they said, you know, at first they thought it was going to be a relatively slow course. And all of a sudden they said, no, it's you're up to 80 to 85, 90 miles an hour coming down the hill. I'm like, wow, that is just seriously hauling ass. I, I don't drive that fast. You know, uh, I don't drive that fast. So I can't imagine being on skis going that fast. By the way, our buddy Scott just tweets me, says beer is $13 per 24 ounces for a can at the Waste Management Open. See, I knew that guy was full of crap. Unless you're buying it from buying beer from somebody outside of the place or something, you're 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 an idiot. Or maybe they ran out of it and friends are selling it off. But no, you're not you're not paying for that much. No way. Um, but yeah, the, I look, I'm looking forward to the Olympics. I'm more of a, a, a winter Olympics than I am a summer Olympics guy. To be honest, I, I love, I love the luge. I love the bobsled. I love the downhill skiing. I love all that kind of stuff. I'm not a big fan of like the, what, I don't even know what the hell they call it. It's the one where they ski cross country and then they take the gun and they shoot everything. And then they do all the different stuff. I'm not, not a big fan of that, but the downhill skiing, slaloms, all that I'm a fan of, the ice skating, the figure skating. I like uh, all the traditional stuff. Some of the new stuff I, I don't mind paying attention to, you know, the the snowboarding and such. I, I can live with that. But, yeah, the uh, the uh, 
the 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 Winter Olympics get me a little bit more than the Summer Olympics do. I mean, are they adding yeah. soccer to the Winter Olympics? <laughs> they should, right? Soccer on skis. They should. After last night, the men's national soccer team playing in 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 the frozen. I mean, completely frozen area that is Minnesota in one degree temperatures. By the time it was over, it was 27 below wind chill playing soccer against the poor guys from Honduras. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, my God. That's terrible. That's just flat out terrible. I do like the pictures. I see them. Yeah, I do like the pictures. That's awesome. But, I mean, come on. At some point, the whatever governing body of soccer has to say, hey, cats, come on. You, you, look, soccer's played in the spring and the fall. Nobody's playing winter soccer in, in 27 below. It, it just ain't happening. Come on, man. Yeah, I don't come think on. we're talking enough about the people who paid to go watch the game outside. Right? I mean, it's look, if you're, a, if you're a, living in Minnesota, and you're a soccer fan, it's it's leading up to the World Cup. Okay, I get it. Might be a once in a lifetime to get something like that in your own backyard, but I mean, come on. Hey, speaking of that, uh, uh, there's another side of this coin when you talk about the cold. Did you hear that Cincinnati for the game because I'm, people aren't going to the game, not at $27,000 a ticket. Uh curling by the way, Cody, you are right. Love curling. You know why? Curling Curling clubs all over the all over the state of Wisconsin. There's a big curling club in Milwaukee, as a matter of fact. I went there years ago. We did uh, back when I was with God WTMJ from years and years and years ago with Phil Cianciola. Went to the curling club. Yeah. Uh, now curling, I can get into. I can do that. I can toss a big old rock down some ice. I can I can throw that. Now I can't do the spread out slide thing because I I'd, I'd probably pull a pull a, a groin muscle a hamstring muscle, and I, my peas would never work right again. But I, I'd still, I can throw a rock down a down Just some ice. A non-athlete. Yeah, exactly. You're all over it. Um, what the hell was I going to say? What was I talking? Oh, here's what I was saying. So speaking of outside, so with the ticket prices being so high, the Bengals opened up Paul Brown Stadium, and they were going to sell tickets at like 5 or 10 bucks, and then give it to a charity or something like that. Uh, after Mike Brown got his cut, I'm sure, to go out and buy himself a new hat. Uh, anyway, um, they were going to open up Paul Brown Stadium and have a huge Super Bowl watch party. And here's two things, two two sides to this. One is most of the people, in, there were some people in Cincinnati that went, oh, cool, you know, and it became this, you know, hey, grab your friends, grab your buddies. We're going to go to Paul Brown Stadium and watch the Cincinnati Bengals play in the Super Bowl. Okay. So you kind of feel like you're there with your community, right? Uh, but the majority of people said, why am I going here in sub-freezing temperatures to sit outside and pay money for hot dogs, brats, beers, and everything to give money to do this when I can either go to my local sports bar or sit at home? I mean, the Super Bowl is an event. It's an all-day deal. It's not just something you show up, click on, watch a little bit of it, and you leave. It's an, it's an event. So Cincinnati was going to open up Paul Brown Stadium right there on the river, turn the Jumbotron on, and everybody was going to have a party, right, for those that would actually show up and do it. The NFL stepped in and shut it down. Do you know why? I think I saw this story. It's a publicly owned stadium. 
It's one, it's a publicly owned stadium. Two, because if they, as they stated, 65,000 people would be 64,999 televisions that would not be turned on in the privacy of their own home, thus affecting the Cincinnati, greater Cincinnati area ratings because it would be considered one television. So <laughs> they didn't want to, to, you know, get away from the ratings in that area. But because it's a publicly owned building, the, the Bengals don't own it. They merely lease it from the city of Cincinnati for whatever, you know, deal that Mike Brown struck with them. Um, but, yeah, they, they the NFL said no. They're not going to allow it. Not going to allow it. So <laughs> Cincinnati, I mean, come on. If, if, if the Packers were in the Super Bowl, would you rather go to a sports bar, be at home, or maybe a party with some friends, a private party? Or would you rather go sit at Lambeau Field in frigid temperatures? What would you rather do? If now Let me ask you this. I'll put it this way to you, Ben Kenny. If the Philadelphia Eagles were in the Super Bowl, would you rather hang out and watch it at home? If, say you're in Philly with your boys. Or would you go to a buddy's house and watch it or maybe a sports bar and watch it? Or would you go into the link and sit in freezing temperatures and watch the game? I would find the closest sports bar to all of the poles that they put oil on so that we couldn't climb them after we won. There you go. But no. There, You're not no going way. outside. There's no, no way. way. No way. But that's what they wanted to do in Cincinnati. Good idea for a team that doesn't get there very often. You're trying to think outside of the box. I like it. But whoever came up with that idea, they somebody in that meeting room should have went, oh, come on. Come on. Are you going to do it? Are you going to be the one sitting here and running this thing? Yeah, no, that, that, that didn't fly. That didn't fly. Ah, so there you go. Um, by the way, uh, the oldest Olympian this year, Justin tells me, is from uh, the UP, from Upper Michigan, and he is in this snowboarding competition. How about that? How about that? I did not know that. Maybe if he wins a gold medal in the snowboard competition, maybe he ends up in the UP Sports Hall of Fame right there at Famer's Sports Bar inside Pine Mountain Resort. Oh, now we're thinking outside the box. Now we're thinking outside the box. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Adam says, by the way, the most annoying thing is the trees still being up for sure because the ticket prices won't impact me ever, and the Super Bowl is less about the game than it is about the fanfare. But having your Christmas tree up still bugs me. I, I would agree with that. Our Christmas tree, unless, of course, you're just trying to spread Christmas cheer and keep that holiday feeling alive all year round. That I get is still up outside of the studio, our flagship station at WOZN, The Zone out in Madison. Maybe, you know what, Ben Kenny's not making a lot of money. Stop by, put a present under there, give it to Ben. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready! This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Bill Michael Show. We continue on. Good day to you. 877-867-1670. Hey, don't forget about our friends over at Burn Pit Barbecue. If you support veterans, these guys are veterans. And they're right here in the state of Wisconsin, down in Racine, Wisconsin. If you're a griller, barbecuer, maybe you're getting ready for the season. Maybe you still do some things indoors at home. Good rubs, hot sauces, barbecue sauces. Go to burnpitbbq.com. That is burnpitbbq.com. And also don't forget about our friends at Cunis RV, Wisconsin's fastest-growing RV dealer, your travel and camping experts. And if you are in the market for a motorhome, a fifth wheel, a camper van, travel trailer, if you're, I mean, if you're in the Elkhorn area, go down and see my buddy Scott. Scott's a GM down there. He's a good dude. He's the one that cut, cuts the deals down there. Uh, otherwise, get a hold of Thomas. Thomas is the uh, GM of all of them. He runs around all over the state. They are growing all over the place, and they carry Jayco and Dutchman and Forest River and Gulfstream and Nexus and Thor, and I can go on and on and on. Uh, you can stop in at one of their many locations all throughout the great state of Wisconsin and beyond the borders as well. Cunis offering top dollar for trade-ins and consignments as well. All you got to do is go to Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. That is CunisRV.com. And uh, I'm telling you, they're good, good people. Do great work, too. Really good work. If you're looking for uh, something to be serviced, really good work. Um, let's see here. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you saw this uh, out of the awful, awful announcement. Did you see that what I retweeted, Ben? Uh, there's a, a, no. a site that I follow called Awful, Awful Announcing. Uh, and they don't name it, but an NBA reporter gets a hold of an NFL reporter. Oh, uh, I did, did see this. Did you see this? Yes, yeah. And said, hey, just to need, a, need some information from you real quick. I'm just trying to get a hold of Junior Seau. Do you have his contact information? Not realizing Junior Seau committed suicide years ago. Did you see oh. the second email that was sent? No, I did it not. Was, let me pull it up. The guy who tweeted I didn't it. Fo- I didn't follow up on it. Let's put it that way. I just looked at it and went, oh, hell no. So You're the recipient of the email tweeted it out. And said, next time, you know, Google before you send this email. Correct. And then the guy who sent the email sent another one saying, hey, why'd you tweet this? I prefer to do interviews instead of Google. Doubled down. Oh, my God. Not good. You can't be. You can't do that. Oh, my goodness. That is just not good. Uh, David says, by the way, I still have neighbors that have the Christmas tree lights up or the Christmas lights up outside the house and they turn them on at night. Um, that's not, where do we stand on that? You know, far away. I can't, I can't yell about it too much. My neighbor does that. And if she's listening, I don't want to piss her off, but she does that. Very nice lady. Um, since she moved in and took over, her, the house next to mine used to be a rental property. And the people that were renting it were awful. And she basically moved them out. And then she, as, since she moved in, she's just really restored her house beautifully. It's not a huge home or anything, just a really nice house. And she has done so much to take care of the yard and the upkeep and to really kind of clean it up and make it make it a nice, ni- now a nice home, nice-looking home in the neighborhood. And everybody appreciates it. And But her Christmas lights are still up and they're still on. And uh, I'm looking at them right now. As a matter of fact, I can uh, right out of my window here in the studio, I can look right across and I can see the Christmas lights. And she even puts them on the back of the house, not just on the front. She does the gutters and everything down the downspouts and everything in the back. Very Christmassy. 
and I love it. But yeah, the, the lights are still on. You come down the street and the angels are still glowing and the lights around the top of the house are still on. So in it, where I've previously lived, it used to be once all the snow is gone, then it has to be gone because there's kind of that uh-huh. weird time after Christmas when it's still snowy. But here, I don't know, middle of January at the latest is what I get. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things that angers me a lot more than it should. My Christmas lights get turned off. Now, I don't always go out and collect the wreath, like I said earlier. I don't traipse through the snow and gym shoes and all that kind of stuff. And I certainly don't get dressed up to go take down my Christmas wreath. Uh, but I'll, I turn the wreath off and unplug everything about the, the week after New Year's. That's it. Because I usually leave it on through New Year's. And a lot of times, to be honest with you, I just forget it because it's always plugged in. It's always on. But right around uh, maybe that weekend after New Year's, that's it. It's done. Once the football postseason begins, I'm not coming home to the house lit up anymore. So I'm not doing that. But there are people. They leave them on, man. They are Christmasaholics. You are either one of two things when it comes to that. You are either a Christmasaholic and you just, I know people, I, I, my parents years and years ago, uh, lived next to a woman and she was like, she was like the Christmas gnome, man. She had, her house was Christmas all the time. It's like that Christmas Kringle place up in, uh, on your way up to Fond du Lac, uh, up 41, 45, uh, right off the side of the highway on the east side of the highway. That place, year round, Christmas all the time. She, you would walk in her house, and it was always Christmas music, and and I mean, even during the Halloween, you go trick or treat there, and she would have like Santa on the porch with like a Batman mask on or something like that. I mean, it just she was always Christmas. That I get. If you are obsessed with Christmas, it's weird, but I get it. Okay. Otherwise, you're just lazy. One of the two, and you're like, eh. Either one, you leave it up year-round, or two, I've known people that have said, I'll take it down, I'm going to get rid of it, but yet by the time you get to June and July, you're like, i got to put this crap up again in three months. Ah, just unplug it and leave it out. I'll, I'll get to it next year. And then people do that. One of the two. That's it. Uh, by the way, Nick Baumgartner is the name of the uh, from Iron River, Michigan. The oldest uh, participant from the USA team, um, don't know from the whole Olympics, but he is the oldest snowboarder for Team USA. Uh, so Nick Bumgardner is uh, representing uh, the United States and lives in the uh, Iron Mountain up there. Well, we're rooting for him. I'll be watching that now. I love the local stories. Love the local stuff. Uh, Steve says, Ryan Lander still had their Christmas lights up last weekend. When I was up there, they were on. Really? A city? Are you kidding? Well, then again, COVID, budget cuts, social distancing. Nobody can take down Christmas lights in a mask. Maybe that's what was going on. I don't know. I get it. But a city? Usually that's not in the budget. There's like one dude in a bucket, drives around, undoes all the Christmas lights, takes them down, wraps them up, puts them away in whatever DPW workhouse they have maybe but people's taxes are going towards paying those things to light them uh, maybe that's it maybe that's it uh andrew says my ex-wife had 26 christmas trees shut up 26 what she live in a mansion 
or were they like outside planted in the yard or just those little small, are you talking those little small ceramic things that I understand. My mom had like 10 of those around the house. She had two of them downstairs, one at each end of the bar. She had one on the end table up in the living room. She had one in the middle of the table in the dining room. She had one in her bedroom, one in my sister's bedroom, one in my bedroom. We had, we had a little, because my, my mom made them at a ceramics class. She started making those little Christmas trees that you plug in. They got a little box on them. You wind it up, and it plays Christmas music. Oh, Tannenbaum, I think is what it was. So that I get. But if it was actual legit Christmas trees, your ex-wife, somewhere there's a doctor ready to prescribe Ritalin all over that. She got she got some cray-cray in her. Uh, let's do this. 877-867-6070. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, here's Mike Clemens. The Bengals and the Rams getting ready for the Super Bowl. We'll have reports from L.A. every day next week as the Bill Michaels Show broadcasts live from Super Bowl 56. The Rams are four-and-a-half-point favorites. Is Cincinnati a Cinderella story? Bengals safety, Von Bell. Oh, it's a turn on the field. Uh, week in and week out. Uh, these guys never stop fighting. Been ups and downs, been bumps and bruises in the road. But we, like I said, we have a resilient group. Man, guys showed up to work, didn't have no doubt. Just stay the course, stay to the plan, sticking to the script, and really lean on one another. It's a family. We're one-knit group, close-knit group, and uh, we just, hey, man, we, we all in for the win. Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup and what he's seen on film so far from the Bengals. They've done some really good stuff. As you watch film, obviously some very explosive playmakers on offense. Skill players are uh, phenomenal. Joe Burrow's doing some great stuff here, and... Um, making some huge throws, stepping up in the pocket, I mean, even escaping, you know, being able to use his legs. And you know, on the defensive side of the ball, you've got some some good rushers up front. You know, the, the, some DBs have had some great experience, I think, on the back end there. Uh, I think Cheeto and Eli Apple, both good corners. I think you got Hilton at, at the nickel, very talented team. So I'm looking forward to really being able to dive in and uh, prepare for these guys. And the Packers' David Bakhtiari was on the McAfee Show and asked what it would mean if Aaron Rodgers left Green Bay. I mean, he's pretty much one of my best friends in the, when I play football and also outside. I, I would love to have him around. It would suck not seeing him every day. I mean, I've worked with him for about nine years now. I'd love to go on a decade. Can't see him retiring. He's too competitive, even though he does say that, you know, there, there's that possibility. I just, I can't fathom it. But then again, I mean, I don't think we all could have fathomed Tom Brady retiring, and here we are. That's the Packers' David Bakhtiari. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Welcome one, welcome all. Hopefully you're having your fantastic day today. I certainly appreciate you being here. 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Find us. Um, so my girl Carmen, who is listening to us out in La Crosse, uh, Carmen says regarding our Christmas light dilemma, uh, Ben, this is something rather interesting. She says, we leave our Christmas lights on outside till the Packers lose and the season is over. We do this because my brother was neighbors with Jordy Nelson, and his entire neighborhood did that when the Packers were playing and Jordy was there. So that became their tradition. So until the Packers are out of it, you keep your Christmas lights up and burning. I mean, that was a layup time for someone to say so mid-January, but I'm not going to say it. 
Oh, there's a kick to the green and gold sackage. <laughs> I didn't say it. I like it would have been a layup for someone to have thought that. There you go. Um, Dan says, um, Catholic and Orthodox traditions are to keep up decorations until the Epiphany, but it can be extended until Candleman's, which uh, was yesterday, February second. After that, it's preferred that they be taken down because you'll be entering the Easter season. Okay, now we got the religious side heard from. And by the way, going back to the 26 Christmas trees, uh, he said, no, they're in every room, and they're nine inches and up. Well, there we go. I don't know how we got off on this crazy topic. You took us down this primrose path, didn't you, with the Christmas tree outside the studio? Really, it wasn't you. It was just something that you have to walk past every day in in you know your your discussion it's whatever committee they tasked with doing the christmas tree okay that is, it is forgot to take it down it's unbelievable sure i get it i get it gotta get zach Kyopern on to talk about it because it is right outside of his office well see zach is the sports director which means between because ebo isn't ebo like the defuncto de facto program director slash yes. beer drinker Okay, so, you know, he's so that makes Rowdy kind of his biatch, right? (laughs) So that would mean that then Rowdy should be taking down the Christmas tree since he would be kind of that that dude. You're a network guy now. You don't have to worry about that. You know, you're now you're above that. Hmm. Yeah, I'll run it. So You don't have to worry about that. Yeah, I'll run it. So through the now power. that means, yeah. I, so if you're going to go through the hierarchy of who actually puts up and takes down the Christmas tree, yeah, you 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 walked in right away off the street with cred. So yeah, that would uh, that would mean Rowdy would have to do it. Maybe it just got left up longer because Rowdy had COVID for such a long time and was so sick. Hmm. It's like leaving a candle burning in the window until somebody comes home. They just left it up because they were uh, they were hoping that the present of Rowdy. And his health would suddenly, uh, you know, bear fruit. So I think it's a company-wide thing. And I don't know if they do this every year because it's the first time I've been here okay. in January or, and February now. Right. I, I think it's a company-wide thing. Like, I think they keep it up until it surpasses 50 degrees outside, which I guess is gotcha. like June. Okay. But it's also one of the things that I kind of need to be have in my life so I can actually get mad at something, you know? Okay. There, there are moments where I'm too happy in the morning, and then I realize, yeah. oh, yeah, Christmas tree is still up outside the studio. Now I, I, uh, I like, see, I, I, I do miss the daily day-to-day of being in an office building and seeing the, you know, the faces of salespeople and collaboration and marketing ideas and certain things that we can do, benchmarks within the show and, and all of that. I do miss that. But there are certain things that I don't miss when memos go out that I can say, I'm not a part of that. Did you see the smokers memo? And I hate to bring this I up did. on the air. These, apparently, I mean, you know, people smoke. I Look, I smoke cigars. Not on my, while I'm on the air. I mean, I have if I'm outside, but not while I'm on the air usually. But there are people that, you know, there is a smoking area in our building out there. And the smoking area is, it's a nice area. It's a beautiful building. It is basically the Taj Mahal of any radio broadcast station I have ever seen. And that's, you know, Tom Walker, God love our president. Tom Walker, when he built that building, he built it right. He did did that thing Taj Mahal-esque right. 
But and they put together this smoking area. But apparently, people because of the cold, they don't want to smoke outside, so they will light the cigarettes inside, stand in there, and go out the door. <laughs> it would just. It, it, first of all, I can't believe people do that. Secondly, you would probably think put up a tent, put up a tent, little flap on it, out the flap, you're good to go. That way, you don't have to actually brave all of the elements. But, uh, yeah, you get those memos that say, hey, can you quit smoking inside? There's actually, you got to go outside to smoke. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I, I, don't, I don't, when I see stuff like that, I'm like, click delete. I don't have to deal with that. That's good. Uh, Elaine says, we left our lights on and our decorations up until the Packers lost once again this year. We had to turn them off and put them away way too early. We live in the suburbs of Chicago. Listen to you every day. Love the show. Elaine, shoot a woman. Appreciate it. We've gone through three. We've got one more hour to go. Stay tuned. For all of you on the Bud Light live stream, you're awesome. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. Going to watch anything tonight? Go to Quick Trip. Get you one of yourself one of those take-home meals. Scrub down like you're going to the electric chair. They're that good. They're that good. Otherwise, I'll see you at Quick Trip early on Saturday morning grabbing some donuts as I head to the airport getting ready to head off to L.A. Because I'll cry me. Cry me some rivers when I don't see quick trips out there around L.A. Whoa. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.